today on CityCast Salt Lake. When I moved to Salt Lake City, one of the first things my new roommate, Kat Mullen, told me was, get on this bike. We're riding the 999 tonight, girl. And I have to wonder if that's how a lot of new Salt Lakers get introduced to the heart and soul of our city. If you've never joined the crowd, here's the skinny. Every Thursday at 9 p.m., people from across the city hop on their bikes and meet at the Continental Cleaners, the corner of 9th and 9th. They ride around Salt Lake together for hours, sometimes into the wee hours, hence the name 999. City Weekly News editor and bike enthusiast Benjamin Wood is here to talk about what makes the 999 so magical and whether it's going to be driven off the map by disgruntled neighbors. But first, producers Emily Means and Ivana Martinez hit up a 999 ride to see for themselves what all the fuss is about. Today's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Ninth and Ninth intersection. That's 900 East and 900 South, uh, right across from Dolcetti Gelato. I'm standing in the parking lot of Continental Cleaners, and there are I don't know hundreds at least. Maybe. Listen, I'm not a crowd counter, so I can't say there are a thousand people here, but there are lots and lots of people here. Uh, decked out in their finest. We've got light up cowboy hats. We've got furry pedals. We've got a guy on a hoverboard. Um, They're just bumping tunes and waiting around with their bikes, waiting for the ride to start. There is a drummer. This is like the place to be on on a Thursday night in Salt Lake City. Benjamin Wood, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. Let's talk about the 999. Give me a brief history. Yeah, and I wasn't there in the beginning. So as as far as I know, there was a group of resident cyclists who found each other out on the streets and began yeah. riding together. And, you know, it's it, we see with cycling, there's a virtuous circle. So essentially it was just people riding around and there became a regularity to it and it's grown and grown and grown. Yeah. And it's called 999 because everyone meets at 9th and 9th at 9 p.m., right? That's right. Every Thursday night. Typically we won't leave 9th and 9th until closer to 10 p.m., but there's an hour there. It's kind of like our first pit stop of the night where you you settle in, maybe have a drink, meet your friends, see a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's funny, too, because like I with making this show, I'm constantly getting the day of the week mixed up because we're always recording in advance or behind or whatever. But like if I'm ride, if I'm driving around Salt Lake in the evening and I just see like streams of bikers headed towards downtown, I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. How did you get involved in the ride? You know, I've been mountain biking since I was a kid. Yeah. And when I when I moved to Salt Lake, I started biking a little bit. I mean, this was a decade ago, uh, but we weren't even then we weren't where we are now with the infrastructure. So I didn't get into it a lot. 
Um, but after uh, the death a few years ago during the 999 ride, there was a, a big surge of, of chatter about it. And I was aware of it, but, yeah. but that's what really hooked my interest. And so uh, a few months after that, I had my first ride. Um, and that really just kind of triggered uh, an evolution for me. Uh, I have since sold my car. I've bought more bikes. And, and now I'm, I'm nearly every day out on my bike, primarily getting around. And you brought this up like there are basically two. It feels like there are two different eras to the 999. There's before Cam died during the 999, a very young man was struck by the front runner. And then there's like the era after. And I know a lot of things have changed in terms of like how people ride, how they think about safety, like what it means to be a leader, because really, I mean, it's a critical mass. Like people just kind of get going. It feels like it, the leadership is not necessarily like clear, right? Like very few right. people could point to like who's the head of the nine nine nine. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. And and also, I mean, especially this summer, we had thousands of riders out. And if you're not at the front, you can't see the front. You know, for most of the ride, you are just reacting to the ebb and flow. I mean, it's it's comparable to a river if you've never done bike prom or anything like it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the term used critical mass. I mean, that's what we call these rides around the country. Ours is the 999, but the idea is a critical mass ride. And, and that just alludes to the power of people to take a space and use it. Because um, once you reach a certain number of cyclists, it just becomes clear that you're better off letting us just pass through than trying to navigate the car-based rules that we use at all other times of the day. I'm curious, in your opinion, like, what is the magic of the 999? Is it the safety, like the feeling of safety in numbers? Oh, it's absolutely the safety. I mean, it's the only it's the only time that I truly feel safe on a bike. I mean, unless I'm just in the middle of nowhere, you know. But I mean, when I'm riding around the city, I don't feel safe ever. And I think that's something that drivers take for granted. And so when they experience discomfort <laughs> when the 999 comes by, it's a little hard for us to sympathize because we feel that discomfort always. It's just a fact of life for us. The only time we get a reprieve of that discomfort is Thursday yeah. night. And one of the things that also makes it so fun is like when you think about riding your bike around town, um, because of the safety element, because it is so frightening, even in a bike lane sometimes, <laughs> riding around oh, yeah. Salt oh, Lake, yeah. like you're very strategic about planning your ride, right? It's like, I want to get to whatever. I want to get, say, to 9th and 9th. Like, I'm taking this road. I'm not taking that road. I'm turning here. I got to be sure not to miss this because you're like making all these plans based on your safety. Whereas when you get on the 999, you go everywhere. Like no street is out right. of limits. Like you're climbing. One time I was on the 999, we ended up briefly on I-15. I was like, okay, we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't ever seen that. I would not, I would not, I would call that out if it happened now, yeah. but, but I think I support it in spirit, but yeah, yeah I don't know about it was, that. <laughs> it was pretty strange, but yeah, I mean like you kind of go everywhere and then people tend to peel off when they've kind of had their fill, right? Like they'll join up at any point and peel off at any point. And sometimes the most beautiful nights like chef's kiss or when the 999 goes right by your house and it's like, wow, a thousand of my friends dropping me off. Yeah, and that's and that's how it feels inside the ride. I mean, we will pass by homes where people are watching us from their porches. You know, sometimes they'll start dancing along to the music as yeah. we go by. You know, most of the interactions we have during the 999 are very positive because at the end of the day, it's we're residents of the city who love the city, who enjoy exploring the city, and we're just out for a few hours in the night. And yeah, there's a lot of us, and it can get a little loud, and we leave some trash behind. But to me, in the grand scheme of things, you know, vibrancy is a good in and of itself. And people out on the streets enjoying their city, 
celebrating their city, engaging with their city at the street level, at the human level. I mean, think about it. I'm all, I'll be on this ride and I'll be chatting with strangers to my left and right as we ride. When was the last time in, on I-15 that you had a good conversation right. with the car next to you? I mean, like literally never. But the bike, it's this amazing middle ground where you have the the scale of a pedestrian and the and just the fluid motion of a of a wheeled device, but yeah, I mean, we're really we're we're just we're just out on the street. We're just out on the street hanging out with our yeah. neighbors on a Thursday night. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmons makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's Hot Cross Buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. There has been some controversy, though, recently. You wrote a piece in City Weekly about an arrest that was made. Mm-hmm. What is going on with that? Like, are they trying to shut down the 999? I use they, like capital T, the man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there is a they or a, or a concerted effort. There was just several days where everybody was chatting about the 999. The mainstream media was writing about it. Mm-hmm. And soon after, there was a ride where a person was arrested for doing what I consider to be run-of-the-mill behavior, you hmm. know, when, when we get to a major street and there's too many of us to make it through on a single light cycle, mm-hmm. the practice is to just keep going. Because <laughs> if you stop and go and stop and go, I mean, there's so many people that it just, yeah. it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And nor should it, right? Because thousands right. of people on a bike should not stop so that four people from Davis County in a Chevy Silverado can get a block forward. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But right. people struggle with that. So we get there and we will often place ourselves in front of the cars at a green light just to make sure they know we're not stopping. Like, you're going to wait. And mm-hmm. one such person, it triggered a little bit of a dust up by all accounts where there's kind of an escalation and that escalation ended in an arrest. I don't know what happened since then. I tried to find, I've tried to track a little bit, but I don't think the person wants to, to have their 15 minutes. Yeah, um, if they hear this and they change their mind, I'd love to hear what's happened with their case since. I, I would hope the charges were dropped. Yeah. 801 Call us. <laughs> That's our CityCast number. We'll get you connected <laughs> with Benjamin Wood. Yeah. So, I mean, since then, like what has changed? Are people acting differently? Are people anxious about like getting arrested or this kind of behavior or business as usual? You know, it's it's mostly business as usual. I would say that when we do pass the police, there's a little more hostility than there used to been. And that is unfortunate. But I also think that's natural <laughs> when when, a, you know, ad hoc community sees its own being hauled away in handcuffs. Like that's something that you got to digest for a bit. Um, no, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's tough because obviously the nine, nine is this thing that happens, but there's this fallacy that somebody behaving poorly within the nine, 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 you know, in and of itself threatens the continuation of, of the nine, nine, nine. And I just think, 
you know, when you're driving behind someone in a car, do you feel any responsibility for their actions? Do you feel any need to police them and the people around you? If you do, you're a good person. But we don't expect that of drivers. We don't expect any collective responsibility of drivers. And yet, for some reason, when people see cyclists, we're not individuals using the street like a driver. We're yeah. part of this club with uh, membership and we're all, you know, responsible. I don't know these people. I couldn't tell you a single name of anyone in the crowd. Half the time I'm there all by myself listening to music, just enjoying the night. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to hear, like, I have heard the neighborhood complaints about littering and stuff like that and noise. And it's like, oh, man, what's louder than a car? Like, what produces more, like, visceral and visible residue on our streets than vehicles? Like... I mean, I know that you and I are both like team bike lanes, right? And so I'm sure there are some right. people that might be listening who are like, well, wait a minute. Like if you lived on a, one of the predominant 999 streets and you had a sleeping baby, yeah. you might feel differently. But I mean, the chaos is fun, right? Like these are the kinds of things that give our cities such a heartbeat. And I think the lack of like um, hierarchy in how this ride is organized and how it sure. proceeds is part of why it just feels so special and so unique. Right. And to your point, I mean, I think to be intellectually honest, any complaint raised against the 999 must be raised against rush hour traffic because any negative, the pollution, the noise, the safety, all of that happens on a daily basis at a hundred times scale because of car traffic. And we don't ever we don't ever litigate that litigate cyclists. And you know what? It's, you mentioned the bike lanes. And yeah, if you're not a cyclist, a bike lane seems like a waste of money. But right. bike lanes also help people in wheelchairs. Bike lanes also help pedestrians who are trying to cross the street. Bike lanes also help people who are pushing a shopping cart or dragging things along with them for a couple blocks at a time or for a long distance. So, I mean, yes, I want bike lanes to bike in them, but I also want bike lanes because they've been shown to improve the entire vibrancy of a city street. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're getting some new ones right now. I got to say, like, the construction sucks. And if you're in a car, it's annoying. But like, we are getting some good ones. What one are you most excited for? 900 South. I, I cannot wait. And, you know, and it's, it, it's going to connect to 300 West. So I kind of see those two projects as one mm -hmm. and the same because it's the connections that really matter. You know, you huh. build a bike lane all by itself and that's fun if you happen to be going on that street. But when the magic happens is when the lanes start to connect with each other. Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. Winter's hitting. In your experience, what's the winter 999 like? What can we expect as the weather gets colder? Oh, it's just much smaller. Instead of a couple thousand, you'll have a couple dozen. Um, you know, mm -hmm. on a really nasty cold night, you maybe you'll just have a, a handful of folks out there. But yeah, and I mean, they're it's, out there. Oh yeah, I mean, there's that's the thing. I mean, the the nine nine nine. If if two people on bikes show up at ninth and ninth on a Thursday, that's the nine nine for that night. <laughs> and yeah. like that's what I mean. It's so like when people talk about you know shutting it down. What is it? You know, are you going right. to establish a curfew for everyone who's not a driver? I mean, it's just, we, we right. get so lost in the specifics that we kind of lose the absurdity of it all. But yeah, I mean, there are people in the city who are riding their bikes from January 1 to December 31. And on Thursdays, some of them ride around mm -hmm. Sugar House and then go from there. That's right. And maybe it's the 999 or maybe they just got off a shift and they're riding home. You, you don't know. You'll never know. It's our secret. And we get guys in one wheels and we get we get guys in homemade crazy bike things and, and we get folks that have, you know, physical assistive devices and they're enjoying the ride because they don't get to enjoy the streets right. in other circumstances. So, I mean, it's it's not just one thing. And at the same time, it's not really a thing at all because it's just people moving around on yeah. the street.
just like they should, just like any city should have vibrant streets until pretty late in the evening on a fairly regular basis. Cars detract from that. We try to take it back at least for a few hours. Benjamin Wood, thank you so much. Such a delight chatting with you about this. Oh, it's my pleasure. A Rose Park Elementary mom named Trina Perez is coordinating a bike bus every morning that gets neighborhood students to school safely on bikes. Students are chaperoned by different parents each day. Bike buses, as they're called, are apparently a national phenomenon, but this is the first one in Salt Lake. First of all, this seems hella fun. Second, it's a clean air project, helps students get revved up before the school day, and promotes healthy activity. Trina would like as many students as possible to join this bike bus, their own daily 999, so she's trying to raise some funds. They're $515 away from their new GoFundMe goal, which includes bike locks. You can donate a used bike to the Bicycle Collective if you want, which is fixing bikes up for the bus, or you can just donate to the Bike Lock Fund. The link, of course, is in the show notes. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. I want to see pics from your 999 experience. Will you send them to us on Instagram at CityCastSLC? Or you can email them to saltlake at citycast.fm. Thank you. We might feature them in our newsletter, Hey Salt Lake. It's the same great content, but it has a shiny new name and a sleek new look. You can subscribe at saltlake.citycast.fm if you aren't already. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Ivana! There is a guy in a Spider-Man costume playing the drums. Come on. He is in a Spider-Man costume.